0: Hello everybody, glad to have you with me. This is the Down South IT Podcast, my name is Clark. And today we are gonna be going through some things about Windows 11, the dreaded update that is Windows 11, at least in my opinion, kind of dreaded. Not sure how you feeling about it, but we'll go over some new features that they're having, some some of the the different things that are gonna be integrated And, of course, the system requirements to where you could see if you could even install Windows 11 on your machine. Now, as always, if you want to follow along, you can go to the show prep area, which is on the website right underneath the embedded player. You'll find the show prep link and you can check that out and follow along and have all the stuff that I'm going to be going over today right there in front of you if you really want to. Again, that's DownSouthITPodcast.com and right under the embedded player, you can see the link for show prep. If you wanna go and check out show prep while you're listening to any of the other episodes, past episodes, you can, while you're in the show prep area, just go ahead, scroll down to the bottom and you'll see show prep archive. That has all the show prep for all the past episodes, not not including this season, but all the previous seasons and all the previous episodes, everything is right there for you. and. One other place you may want to check out while you're on the website today is going to be the download section. If you hover over the home button at the top of the page, you'll see downloads and Ida. So the the Ida one, if you want to see pictures of damage for the hurricane, you can. That's where that's at. You can also find that at DownSouthITPodcast Podcast forward slash Ida. Now, the download section is going to be a little important because I have a couple of one thing in there for sure that if you wanna know if you can run Windows 11, you'll wanna download and run it on your computer. And basically it's the the tool that Windows uses to say, hey, you can run Windows 11 or not. So if you're thinking about upgrading, you may wanna go ahead and do that just to make sure that you actually can install it. And if not, it should tell you why. So again, you could either go right to home, just hover over home on the homepage, at the very top or just go to downsouthitpodcast.com forward slash downloads and that'll bring you right to that page and that download should be right there at the top and I believe it's called the Windows PC Health Tool or something along that effect I can't remember it it slipped my mind just that fast but anyway while you're around and on the website go ahead and check out all of the other stuff that's on there too the Defender newsletter all the different build guides if that's something that you're kind of into I have so much stuff on that website that you can go and take a look at, along with links to the merch store, which you'll see pop up whenever you first go to the website, and you can go check that out, too. You can see the new Season 7 logo is up on there, so you can get a t-shirt or something like that on there. Classic t-shirts are only $17.99, so you can go get one of those. They are pretty pretty comfy. I, I have one from uh, last season that I, that I got, and I wear it quite often, believe it or not, so... Got to do some advertising for me. Help me out a little bit. Now that we got housekeeping out the way, let's go ahead and get into it a little bit. And we'll start off with some of the changes that we have between Windows 10 and Windows 11. First off that you're gonna see is there gonna be a lot of design changes. And basically all this is, is a lot of purties that, that they're made. They changed the look of all the window boxes. They're using a lot more colors, a lot more colored themes that you can put uh, in there while you're using it. Everything has more rounded corners instead of actual boxes. They're doing a lot more shading and, you know, sh- uh, shadow effects and different things like that. So it's just a, a lot of stuff to make it look pretty. And that's all well and good. I mean, I, I don't have a problem with that because you got to kind of update things as you go. I don't, that that part I really don't mind but the thing of it is it's making it look a lot more like mac os than it is windows which is kind of weird especially with some of the the design changes and stuff like that for the taskbar and the start menu because everything is moving to the center of the window for ever since windows 95 start button and all your icons have been bottom left unless You're one of those people that uses it, you know, on the has the whole taskbar on the left side or on top. You know, I I know a few people that do both, but for the most part, most of us use it at the bottom and everything is bottom left. Now, everything is going to be bottom center. Now, supposedly, there's going to be a way to where you can move it from bottom center over to bottom left. I've seen conflicting reports on that but I'm not hundred percent sure that they're going to let you <laughs> and it's, it's just strange that I, I, I really don't know why they decided to go that route. And again, it's getting to where it's more like a Mac experience than it is a Windows experience. So I'm not sure why. And I'll, I really don't even know if Microsoft knows why, to be honest, but that's what they have going forward. Apparently, They're gonna have a lot more app integration with Windows 11. So you're gonna be able to actually run not just Windows applications and things that you download from the Microsoft Store, but you're gonna actually be able to run Android apps on the desktop too. So if you have Android apps that you like to to run on, on your phone, if you have an Android phone, then you'll be able to run those on your desktop as well. So that is actually a welcome thing. I I actually kind of like that. That way there are a few apps on my phone that I would love to be able to have desktop versions of. That would be really cool, especially if everything syncs up in the cloud like it's supposed to. That way you can use either one wherever you're at and, you know, play games, whatever you want to do. But if it syncs up and everything works like it should, I think that's actually a winner for them. The other thing that they're going to have more integration with is with the Microsoft store. The Microsoft store is actually going to have the Amazon web store integrated into it. And that's where you're going to get most of your Android apps because Amazon, all of their stuff, the fire TVs, fire sticks, all their apps are basically just reskinned Android apps. So that's basically where you're going to get a lot of those from. Now, of course, on top of you know, the different Android apps and stuff like that, you're going to get all of Amazon's video and TV choices as well. So that could be something to look forward to. Next is virtual desktops, which Windows 10 kind of had that already. It was the, I believe they called it the task view windows. So it was kind of like a virtual desktop, but in the new version, it's supposed to be easier to set up and easier to work with. So that'll be something to try. I mean, Linux and Ubuntu have been doing it for years. So Microsoft is just kind of catching up at this point with that. They do have something new called, what they're called Snap Layouts. And it's basically kind of along that same line where if you use several different apps at one time, say you do like photo editing and different things like in a couple of window other windows and stuff like that, you can keep all those open but they'll be in a minimized window tray, so you can just click on it and snap back between all of the different things that you're doing. So it's supposed to be something to help you minimize, you know, anything using those things, and instead of minimizing the entire window and then maximizing it or clicking on different things, it's supposed to help kind of get around that and go in going between different apps and certain things like that. So, it. That could be something useful i'm not sure i would use it a whole lot except for possibly when i'm doing recording like this but a lot of times everything's up on my desktop anyway so i don't think i i would be personally using it a whole lot but i don't do a whole lot of productivity stuff on my computer so we shall see it might be something i might play with but i don't know how much i would actually use it Uh, next is teams integration they're gonna have teams integrated into the taskbar and all your search so if you chat on teams at all i I know a lot of people use it for work i use it for work i'm not exactly thrilled with it it's it's okay it's not the best it's very slow i'm really not a fan of it but it integrates with everything else that microsoft does and they're leaning really 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 hard into it so they're gonna integrate that into windows and that's a long probably why They're making you log on to Windows with an actual Microsoft account whenever you first set up the computer, not only for that, but to try to get you to use OneDrive and different things like that. They want to be a end all be all solution. And I like my solution the way I like my solution. I don't like to be told what my solution should be. So to that, Microsoft can screw off in that in that account. So just like when I'm what I'm planning on doing, if you want to do this too, sign in the first time and then basically create a local account and then use the local account, because that's basically what I'm going to do, because I don't want to use anything and have all of that network together. It It doesn't make sense to me. I only use this for one thing. I don't have several things laid across different PCs. So, you know what? I'm fine using a local account. And if at some point I do want to do things across PCs and stuff like that, then maybe I'll think about it, but I don't, I shouldn't have to be forced into it. Last thing basically is going to be Xbox and gaming integration. They're going to integrate heavily with Xbox and uh, their gaming side and try to get a lot of crossplay going uh, with Windows 11. So that'll be good if you have an Xbox and be able to do a lot more with it in conjunction with your PC. So that, that kind of integration I think would work if you use Xbox a lot, especially if you use it for a lot of like your TV viewing and stuff like that that you can get because you can get apps on that. So if you do that and you can manage a lot of stuff on the PC and then just go watch it on the Xbox in the living room, say you know, so say. But it's it'll be nice. I'll, it remains to be seen exactly how far and how crazy they're going to integrate that into it. So I'm not 100% sure. You know, I'll use it because I mean I have an Xbox. I don't play it all that often, so it'll be kind of one of those things that I might use. I might not use. I don't know. We'll see. But I mean, it it'll be nice to have. I guess. Uh, um, we we'll, we shall see. And like I say, it's not something that I'm probably going to be. I'm. It's not something I'm looking forward to using on Windows. Should I say? But, you know, if the time, if it strikes my fancy at some point, I may use it. I don't know. We'll see. So, as far as the actual update for this, it's going to be a kind of a bear, to be honest. So, not only do they have a lot of hardware requirements, the hardware requirements are actually fairly steep, and they're kind of holding on to them for dear life. So... Basically, what you need to have at minimum is a one gigahertz or faster dual core CPU with a 64 bit processor or system on a chip, which is the CPU and the GPU all in one chip, which if you have a lot, if you have a pre-built and you don't have a graphics card, you have an, an APU or a system on a chip. And the, the system on a chip also goes along with ARM-based stuff, so you can actually put Windows 11 on an ARM-based processor like a Raspberry Pi or uh, an Ar- Ar- Arduino. So something like that, you can do it as long as you have the other specs along with it. You also need to have at least 4 gigabytes of RAM. You need to have 64 gigabytes of storage or larger, which, I mean, most... Modern computers have a lot more than that anyway, but to me, that just means that this Windows download is going to be huge because the last Windows 10, I believe, was 22 gigabytes total for download and and everything, and this one needs at least 64. So you're looking probably about a 40 gig download, and then everything else is just going to be expanding files. So that's going to be a really big operating system. And, I mean, it's got a lot of graphics and stuff, so that doesn't surprise me very much. Uh, For system firmware, you need to have a secure boot-capable machine with unified BIOS. So you need UEFI BIOS. And most newer computers, like if you bought a computer within the last probably three to four years, you should be okay with that. That shouldn't be too much of a problem. Most newer computers do have that type of BIOS. You know, you can do secure boot. You may have to enable that in the BIOS to be able to do it. And most of them have the other, you know, hardware requirements. The big one that is causing the most stink is the TPM module. And what this is, is called a trusted platform module. And you got to have version 2.0. And what this is, is basically a chip or it's on your cpu or you can actually have it in, integrated into the motherboard of your computer and what it does it stores a lot of information from your computer so it'll store different certificates security certificates if your drive is encrypted whenever you first start out then it'll have the encryption keys and stuff like that stored on that module so it's it's a very much a security device because of all the information that's stored on it. But the version 2.0 means that you basically you have to have the more up to date version. So you gotta have something that's within the last three or four years old. A lot of older hardware does not have this, or if it doesn't have a TPM module at all, it has the older version, the version one. So in that case, you would not be able to even put Windows 11 on your machine so they're they're pushing that pretty hard except there's a couple of ways around that the only thing if you do do that and i actually have an article on how to do that uh up in the show prep so you can check that out but if you do decide to go that route and install without a tpm module or one or a computer that's not compatible basically microsoft said that they will not support that device So they can't guarantee drivers will work on that device. They can't guarantee that you won't get blue screens of death because in their testing, if you had something that didn't meet those minimum requirements, then you would get the blue screen of death 52% more than if you didn't. So you're basically going to crash twice as much if, <laughs> if you try. So And then if that's the case, then Microsoft won't do anything to help you. Other than that, it's actually fairly standard as far as fairly new hardware. You got to have a graphics card that's DirectX 12 compatible or have a Windows driver that's compatible with it. A display that is 720 or greater at least nine inches diagonally and has an 8-bit color channel. So most modern displays or even TVs or anything like that is going to be far surpassed that. So that shouldn't be too much of a problem. And the only other uh, thing that they have on here is a requirement is for first-time use, you have to have an internet connection because when you first sign into it, you have to sign in under a Microsoft account. And I already stood on my soapbox a little bit earlier talking about that. So now you know where i stand and that's basically what you're going to need for a requirement now again if you had a computer that you bought in the last three or four years you should be okay they do have complete lists of cpus and graphics cards from intel nvidia hd uh amd you know all of the different manufacturers you just kind of have to search around and see what you have in your system as to see what is compatible or not and if everything's compatible you should be good Again you can do the the Windows tool to the health to PC check health check Windows PC health check that's what it is to, to double check and make sure that you can install Windows 11. Again I have that on the downloads page so if you hit up the, the website slash downloads you can check that out and download it for yourself right there and you can see for yourself if your computer is compatible. So that'll pretty much take care of can you upgrade? That doesn't answer the big question of should you upgrade. And for me personally, at least at this point, I would say no. Because you're not getting a whole lot of bang for the buck on the upgrade, even though they're doing they're changing it a little bit instead of doing a full-blown update from 10 to 11, they're changing it to kind of a feature update like they used to do, you know, every year. So they're kinda changing it a little bit, but for the most part, the new graphics and some of the integrations and stuff like that, I really don't use. So I really don't see it as being that much of a benefit to upgrade at this point. I mean, granted, my computer is fairly new. I just built it not long ago, so I know mine's good to go. I can upgrade if I really wanted to, but to be honest, At this point i'm happy where i'm at i really don't see a point in upgrading yet now when they actually force me to then maybe i'll kind of think about it but so for me at this point i really don't see any benefit to doing it for me you know that's my personal opinion you may if you if you're just bought a computer and you want to upgrade because you want to have the latest and greatest that's perfectly well and fine i don't have a problem with that you know if you don't do a whole lot on your computer where Drivers and different things of doing a full-blown OS update are gonna cause may cause problems in the long run. Like if you do a lot of video editing and stuff like that, and you have different thing, you know, different uh, things like a stream deck or, you know, different different other objects attached to your computer that may require drivers that might not play nice with a new version. It may not be in your best interest to update yet either until some of those drivers and some, some of those little gremlins and stuff are worked out because whenever they do an OS update like this, there's always going to be driver issues at least for the first couple of three months. Now, granted, Microsoft is saying that the this update is going to be a very slow one because there's so much time left between 11 and 10 going dark. So, they're expecting this to not be a very short process. They're thinking this is going to be a long term kind of thing. So, it's going to be a very slow adoption. And they're already setting the expectation that it's going to be a slow adoption. So, because especially right now, I mean, you got till 2025 before Windows 10 is officially dead and they're not going to support it anymore. So, we still got at least three years, you know, three to four years before they stop supporting Windows 10. So there's a lot that can happen in three to four years, especially in the computer world. So there's a lot that can go wrong. There's a lot that can be fixed. There's a lot that will be fixed. So it just kind of depends on what they do and, you know, how what I'm hearing from people that actually updated and, and stuff like that. So depending on how to, the reception is received, you know, then maybe that might change my mind a little bit. And at that point i'll probably do a my two cents episode on it just to kind of update you on this but like i said for me personally right now it's not really worth me updating for you maybe it might like I say if you re- all you do is really do email and you know stuff like that email and check websites and play on facebook you don't do a whole lot of crazy stuff with your computer it's a very light use why not you know it, it can't really hurt you know, except for maybe some of the driver stuff, but I mean, that'll get worked out. So you will wait, wait about a month before you actually do it and then go for it. You know, it, it's up to you, but it's like I say, for me personally, it's not worth it at this point. And if you really don't want to go through the hassle of doing an upgrade, you still got years before you actually have to. So we have that to look forward to too. So thank you all for listening. This has been a really fun episode. I actually had a whole episode that I was about to record. And then this kind of stuff came up and I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to have to push that to maybe later on in the season and do something and do this. So this was a very spur of the moment episode. But overall, I think they had a lot of good information in here and especially a lot for, for you guys. So, thank you for listening and hanging on for me with me this long. It, I really do appreciate it. And like I like to end every episode, paraphrase from Albert Hubbard: Technology can replace the work of many people, but it can never replace the work of one extraordinary person. So go ahead and be extraordinary today. Thank you all for listening. I do appreciate y'all hanging with me. I love you. I'll see you right back here on the next episode of the Down South IT Podcast later.